Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Thanks for joining us again here on Healing at the Speed of Light. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree, and I'm going to be your host again today, but I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, Dr. Andrew Hall from California is joining us on the show today. Um, we're going to be talking about a condition called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Now, Dr. Hall has really been on the forefront of learning about this disorder and how laser therapy uh, can be used with some of these symptoms. Uh, Dr. Hall's a 1975 Palmer graduate, and um, there's a couple of websites you can check into if you're interested in learning more about him uh, and this condition as well. You can find him at summit-chiropractic.com, and you can also find more about uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis in particular at ipflaserstudy.com, and we'll throw those links in the show notes as well. Um, but Dr. Hall, thanks very much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us and uh, looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Well, thank you, Dr. Roundtree. It's a real pleasure being with you today. So I know um, because I've, I've, I've talked to you in the past and um, just kind of looking into the, the world of idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, this is not just a really common disorder, but um, you've had a kind of personal experience with this. I did. Uh, I'll give you a little background. About seven years ago, I developed a cough, and the cough uh, seemed to get worse and worse and worse, and um, I found myself having coughing fits. I would wake up in the middle of the night having these terrible coughing fits. I would be in the office with patients having coughing fits, and um, it, it got to the point where it became so bad, I decided I better go to the doctor and find out what the heck is going on in my chest. Uh, this can't be just allergies and MRI. I kind of passed it off on allergies or whatever. But as it turned out, um, I went to the pulmonologist, had a CT scan, did a pulmonary function test. He sat me down and said that, um, I've got some bad news for you, you have idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Your prognosis is very poor. Uh, he says, I expect you to be on oxygen in four years and you'll likely be dead in six years. Mm. Um, and so uh, that's, that's what started it all. Uh, I have had a history of lots of laser work. You know, I, I have credentialed doctors for class four lasers and I've I've taught uh, a three-hour PowerPoint program, many seminars. I, I was very well-versed in class four laser therapy, and I decided, you know, uh, I did all this research to see if I could find any research that was done on pulmonary fibrosis with laser, and there was absolutely nothing. And so I thought, well, um, I know it helps with oxygenation, reduces inflammation, edema, and on and on, and I thought, you know, I'm going to just try this on myself. Uh, I, I'm just way too busy to die in six years. I, this is not going to work for me. So uh, I started using laser, and sure enough, a subsequent pulmonary function test, I had actually improved. And my pulmonologist said, uh, gosh, I've never seen 
pulmonary fibrosis ever improve, you get worse and worse and you die. And uh, then months and months go by, I had another pulmonary function test. Same thing, it had yet improved again. And he was, you know, curious. I kept telling him, well, I'm using laser therapy. And finally, after the third or fourth visit, he said, I need you to tell me about this laser stuff because I'll be honest, I know nothing about it. And we had a very long chat about uh, all the photochemical processes taking place and all the, all the reasons why I was doing so well. Um, and so what I did is I uh, was on another website and I, there was regarding some natural healing and I um, described my, my situation, what I was doing with laser for pulmonary fibrosis. And I started getting these phone calls and, and a bunch of emails people with pulmonary fibrosis that wanted a referral and come to find out after about 18 of them, uh, <laughs> they all had the same results I did because at first I thought maybe this is just a fluke. I'm, maybe I'm just lucky. Um, and then I figured out that we're really onto something here, that this is, this is really <clears throat> quite remarkable. And so um, I decided to start um, a study because there, there just were no studies and we need some statistics. We need some hard facts on this. Um, no, that's exactly right. That on, on this podcast, we really uh, hit the research studies hard because I think that's going to be a, a really good way to expand the use of laser therapy. You got to be able to show that it works by research, you know, um, uh, anecdotal examples are really valuable. However, not something that um, as medical prof professionals, you can really rely on. So having some good studies, some good research is, is a pretty critical piece. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I, you know, I have just literally got stacks and stacks of research papers. And in fact, uh, since I was diagnosed, now there's been a number of uh, research studies done on <clears throat> IPF and uh, some of them done with a mouse model. And uh, there's just a, a whole lot of studies that have been done. And I've, I've just collected all these studies. I've got a huge stack. And I think that um, anecdotal results uh, are important, but I think what we really need is we need, we need the scientific facts on this. So, um, the thing is, is with uh, pulmonary fibrosis, you're looking at a condition that is always fatal. There is no cure. Uh, there are a couple of antifibrotic drugs on the market. You've got OFEV and you've got Esbria. Um, they have uh, pretty bad side effects. It is extremely expensive. I think it was $9,000 a month for Esbria and OFEV wow. I think is $1,000 a month cheaper. But uh, those are antifibrotics, and what they do is they slow down uh, additional fibrous tissue being laid down in the chest. Uh, they're not, they're, they don't cure the disease. And, um, you know, we're still hoping for a cure from someday. And I've got to tell you that uh, we do not uh, consider laser therapy for pulmonary fibrosis a cure. It is not a cure. And not all patients respond to it either. However, um, of the nearly 350 patients that I've uh, referred to laser therapy, I've only heard from three or four that really claim that they really didn't get any subjective or objective positive change. So 
really the results have been astoundingly good for laser therapy. But again, we need research on this. We can't just go by anecdotal study. Well, and I think that's something that is pretty neat about laser therapy um, is that there are pretty much no side effects. Uh, you, you, I mean, there's, there's really not nearly the risk levels that you have with some of the medications that you talked about. So being able to study this, uh, I mean, these patients within the study, they really have nothing to lose. Either they get better or, or they don't. Absolutely. They have nothing to lose. <clears throat> and the other thing is, too, uh, there, not only are there no side effects, uh, but the cost is reasonable. You know, people can, they can afford, especially when you go on to, from the initial um, program that we have outlined for patients, uh, I continue with weekly laser treatment. And um, I'll be honest with you, even the last pulmonary function test I had just a few short months ago, um, we're talking six years later, I'm supposed to be dead by now. And my my last pulmonary function test, most of the aspects of that were still better than the first one six years ago. And again, I don't use wow. OFAV or Asbury A. I use laser therapy. I don't use any meds. And um, uh, the other thing that is really great is that um, with my study, what I'm finding is that laser therapy is arresting the progression of the disease. And I feel very strongly that pulmonary fibrosis patients get on laser therapy as soon as they get diagnosed. <clears throat> we find that the late stage patients don't respond nearly as well. And I think that it's much like any other um, fatal disease or serious disease, whether it be cancer or whatever, the sooner you get started uh, to take care of the problem, the better. And this is certainly the case with pulmonary fibrosis. So yeah. the early stage patients respond much better to laser than the late stage patients. So uh, what, what should patients be kind of looking for to try and catch this in the early stages? You know, if maybe they have that persistent cough and they're starting to get a little bit concerned, um, what can they... Uh, what, should, what should they be doing? And, and is there something they can describe to their doctor about what's happening that would help to get a good, accurate diagnosis? I, I think what they need is they really need to be evaluated by a pulmonologist. Um, I think that many of the medical doctors, you know, your family doctors, they're not that well-versed in pulmonary fibrosis, and they are not really qualified to make that diagnosis. And I, I really feel that, um, you know, Patients with a persistent cough, um, sometimes what will happen to is you get uh, muscle aches or joint aches, uh, weight loss. You will start get to get um, clubbing in the fingers like I have. And, um, and you know, you need to have a, a pulmonologist to really uh, evaluate you to get a, a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So there's a... You know, pulmonary fibrosis is an interstitial lung disease, ILD, and that is kind of a blanket term for a whole number of lung diseases, whether it be um, hypersensitive pneumonitis or usual interstitial pneumonitis. Uh, there's, there's a whole number of interstitial diseases, and they, a, a good pulmonologist can do what it is exactly that you have. 
my study is on YPF, uh, mostly because that's what I've got and that's where my big interest was. But there's been an awful lot of patients with HP or UIP that have uh, used laser therapy. And again, with, uh, in many cases, phenomenal results. So, um, you know, I, I well, just feel very strongly that the patients go to a pulmonologist to get a proper diagnosis. That, that's great. So make sure that, you know, if you're concerned about um, that condition that you're, you're asking for that referral to a pulmonologist. And yeah, like, like you said, Doc, you know, this is an, within a family of disorders and um, the mechanisms here are kind of that chronic inflammatory response and end up uh, creating fibrosis within the lungs. Fibrosis tissue, fibrotic tissue is tissue that's unhealthy. It doesn't stretch. It doesn't flex like healthy lung tissue does. So you end up being able to pull less and less air um, into the lungs. And That's true. And one of the things too, now with, with your classic uh, IPF like I have, uh, the fibrous tissue forms in a honeycomb pattern. <clears throat> if you were to look at my CT scan, it looks like a hive of bees were in my chest. It looks just like honeycomb. Mm. Um, now there's always exceptions and there's some IPF patients that they don't necessarily have the honeycomb pattern. It doesn't necessarily start on the bottom and work its way up like mine. Uh, sometimes it'll be mid-lobe and it won't be necessarily in a honeycomb pattern. But again, this is where a pulmonologist is going to be able to figure all this stuff out. Um, uh, but what I also have found with the laser is that it helps to soften the fibrous tissue. So of course the fibrous tissue is very stiff. Sometimes you don't get the, the uh, chest expansion and contraction while you breathe because of the stiffness of the, of the tissue and the laser will help to soften that up uh, among a whole host of other things that the laser does, which we can talk about. <laughs> yes, you know, we, we've, um, in this show, um, we, we've gone over mechanisms of laser a, a good bit. Um, but like you said, towards the top there, Doc, you know, a big function of laser is producing better oxygenation of the tissues. And that is so critical in the lungs, especially if you're going to have healthy lung function, that we get good oxygen delivery uh, in the first place. But we also know that, that laser therapy can improve local circulation as well as improve the metabolism of cells in that area, leading to uh, improved tissue health. So Absolutely. In fact, let me just review a few things that the laser does. You know, we can, we can make a blanket statement to say, well, you know, uh, laser reduces inflammation and helps with any edema, and, uh, and that's great. However, let's, let's get a, a little bit more detail it increases the ATP production. And um, this is really helpful in the healing of the alveoli in the, in the lungs. Um, decreases the interleukins, which start and maintain the inflammatory process. Uh, stabilizes the cell membrane in the alveoli. Um, increases the sod levels, the superoxidimetase. And of course, that's an antioxidant, and that reduces the uh, oxidative stress, uh, enhances the microcirculation in the lungs, increases the nitric oxide, which of course is going to promote better oxygenation, decreases the bradykinin levels, 
Uh, and of course that contracts the blood vessels in the chest. We don't need that. Uh, again, it'll soften the fibrous tissue, uh, increases the macrophage, macrophage uh, activity, which helps to get rid of cellular debris and, and um, any particulate matter that happens to be in the lungs as well. So there's, and, and that's just a, that's not a complete list. There's a yeah. whole host of things that the laser is doing. And uh, this is something that uh, you're not going to find with antifibrotic drugs. Uh, we have to ask ourselves, well, why do we have the fibrous tissue forming in the, in the first place? And it's primarily due to the inflammation. So when we can reduce the inflammation, um, we're going to see an arrest of the progression. In fact, uh, with my study, what I'm doing is people who have uh, started laser therapy after their diagnosis, what we're seeing is that they are not uh, getting more fibrous tissue laid down in the chest. Uh, it seems to be arresting that. Um, plus the fact that with the increased oxygenation, these, these patients have better stamina um, of a few cases. There's, there's, you know, I hear from patients just almost every day and, um, you know, I have got reports of patients that, gosh, I couldn't walk for more than five minutes, and now I'm up to an hour and a half. Or, uh, you know, I couldn't even make it up the stairs in my home, and now I can go up and down, and I'm not even out of breath when I'm up at the top of the stairs. And this is, you know, hearing these reports, it's just uh, very satisfying to me that these people have uh, regained function in their life, and uh, again, it's 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 um, more prevalent in the early stage patients. The late stage patients, they're they're pretty far gone, and because the laser is not actually taking fibrous tissue out of the chest, uh, we can't call this a cure. And if it did that, like I'd say, you know, we've we've discovered a cure here, but it's not a cure. And uh, because of the late stage patients, uh, they still struggle. And um, uh, this is why I feel very strongly about the early stage patients getting in on laser as quickly as possible. It's going to prolong your life. I, th I think um, something I've heard from patients before too is trying to catch us in the early stage. You know, they'll say, "Hey, I had a chest X-ray. Is that is that good enough uh, for a diagnosis? Does that help rule this out?" No. Um, <clears throat> I think a chest x-ray is going to be helpful, but I really think what you need is you need a, uh, you need a CT scan. You need to have a pulmonary function test. And with a pulmonary function test, uh, you know, they can, they can look at the numbers and say, well, oh, you have COPD or you have some other lung issue. Um, you know, they can kind of narrow that down depending on what they find with the different numbers <clears throat> what they're looking for in there. Um, of course, with a CT scan, then you're looking, you're looking at the honeycombing or what they, what they uh, call the ground glass opacity in the chest. And some, some of the patients, they'll have the ground glass as opposed to the honeycomb. And, um, but again, it just takes a qualified pulmonologist to figure that out. And that's uh, why I feel very strongly that um, patients with a real chronic cough, 
they have some of the other symptoms, they really need to go get themselves diagnosed and find out exactly what the heck they have. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really pushing for that referral to the expert, to the specialist there. Good. So, you know, we've, um, We've talked to uh, you mentioned your studies several times, um, and I'll say the the name of the website again. There it is, ipflaserstudy.com, and you can go there. There's actually some fantastic, easy to understand information, or I'm sorry, information about uh, the process of this fibrosis. Um, also, uh, a way for I believe patients to to sign up to be a part of the study. Um, so that's a good place to go. What about um, those who are listening who are physicians, who are doctors, and who are interested in uh, what you're doing with this study? What, what should they do to learn more? Um, you know, again, they can go to the, the websites that I have. <clears throat> you can learn an awful lot from that. And um, uh, that's, that's one of the main things. I'm always available, especially with email. If they have any specific questions, I'm always always available to answer anybody's question. Um, I have, again, I've helped literally hundreds of patients to locate a, a, a provider with a class four laser. One of the things, let's just discuss lasers for a moment. Um, you know, we have had patients contact me that say, you know, I've been going to this, this provider. He's got a a class three laser, and uh, I, you know, it just doesn't seem to be helping at all. And then we'll find them a, a provider with a class four laser, and lo and behold, they start responding to care. Uh, I, I don't like uh, knocking other lasers or whatever, but a, a class three laser really does not have the power uh, to get the fluence in the lungs for the dose that we really need. I am a huge proponent of class four lasers for pulmonary fibrosis. And, um, uh, you know, again, I try not to single out any one laser. I've got my preferences, but uh, uh, it definitely requires a class four laser. And we have seen this on numerous occasions that uh, the patients who started with a class three laser, you get some 30 milliwatt laser or something, it, it's really not doing the job for the patient. And yeah. I think that for doctors who are shopping for a laser or they want to trade up, you really need to do your homework. And uh, one of the things that I would look for in a laser for a doctor is uh, to make sure that you have good power. We recommend a minimum of 10 watts. The other thing is, is that you want to look at the wavelengths of the laser uh, wavelengths can be very important. The other thing is, is that I, I also feel that you want to look for a laser that you can modulate at specific frequencies. Our, um, our protocol, for example, uh, you know, we, we change the hertz throughout the treatment program. We have that, we have that actually programmed into the laser and um, for example, for the lungs and bronchi, it's 727. Uh, uh, for, for optimizing cell activity, it's 2128. So you, you know, many lasers can't do that. And I would really look for a laser that you can uh, program. You know, there's, there's been, um, 
Dr. Roundtree, you know, I know you've been in the, the laser game for a long time. And, you know, we have used very successfully lasers for all these musculoskeletal conditions and neurological conditions like Bell's palsy. And, you know, we've all seen wonderful results from this. But now, laser has evolved where we're looking at life and death situations. Uh, whether it be pulmonary fibrosis, even COVID-19. Now they're using uh, class four lasers for COVID-19 in many countries. And um, uh, I would love to see it used in the US. So I'm, I'm not gonna hold my breath for that to happen anytime. <laughs> but um, you know, we do have a bit of a medical politic problem in this country. And um, yeah. So, but uh, I, I feel strongly about the lasers that are used, and it definitely requires a class four laser. Yes, and I think um, I, I think if we've got listeners who have heard a number of our episodes, they'll they'll hear me kind of push to into that. You know, class four laser really has the best chance of getting that therapeutic dose of light deeper into these tissues. You know, um, something superficial. Not so critical, maybe, but for these deeper tissues like the lungs or the brain, you really have to have a high dose. And I will put in a little plug for Laser Therapy Institute saying that all of our clinics that are members of Laser Therapy Institute do have the type of lasers that Dr. Hall is talking about right now that are programmable, high power devices, um, uh, really at the top end, because those do seem to have really the best effects from what I've seen as well. Well, absolutely, and I uh, I appreciate everything that you that you folks are doing, and um, and again, I I think that for doctors who are looking for a laser, you really do your homework, and uh, you know if you need some help and some direction uh, before you buy a laser, one of the things and I don't want to take too much of your time, but you know when I was teaching laser therapy, I would ask for a show of hands. Well, who's who's using laser in your practice and um, it seems like a lot of the, the, the doctors who, were, who had wimpy class three lasers, they ended up on the shelf, you know, and the doctors who were getting the best results and were happy with the results, they had a good class four laser. And if you're going to spend thousands of dollars on a laser, get a good laser. And this is one of the things that I have really stressed at seminars that I was teaching. Um, you know, get a good laser, and I promise that you will get a return on your investment. It may seem very pricey at first, but you will get a return on your investment, and you're going to be very happy with your results, and your patients deserve it. And now that we're dealing with serious problems like pulmonary fibrosis or even COVID-19, um, serious problems require a serious laser. And, uh, you know, don't, don't be cheap. Uh, do your homework. And again, if you need some help and direction or advice on that, I'm always available to, to offer my opinion. Well, I, I love that quote. Serious problems require a serious laser. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Dr. Hall, thank you very much for your time today and for your, your sacrifices, really, and, and all your work that's gone into this and being able to help hundreds of people with this very serious condition. I think you know, having a little bit of hope, again, not, not to promise a cure, but to be able to arrest the progression of this really serious condition and, and improve some of the functional markers is just 
so encouraging to be able to, to look at. So again, uh, to get a hold of Dr. Hall, you can go to ipflaserstudy.com and um, very, very kind of you to be able to offer your assistance. Yeah, and those, those people who would just like to email me directly, uh, Dr. Hall at summit-chiropractic.com. Uh, I'll be happy to communicate with anybody who's got questions. So uh, it's an absolute pleasure being with you today, Dr. Roundtree. And I appreciate you asking me to join you. Well, thank you so much. And we'll hopefully talk again soon. Okay. Good. Have a good day. Thank, thank you. you. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.